Hello, Kendra. Oh, wow. Yep. Beat me to it. Hi, Ken. How you doing? I'm good. Are you excited that we're done with dreary old Thanksgiving and we can look forward yeah, to yeah, Christmas yeah. now? I think we should talk about Thanksgiving 10 more times. It's Christmas uh, <laughs> season, Kendra. It is. Enough of Thanksgiving. Start of December. Oh, let, it, let, let go of your hatred for getting together with your family, oh. eating, putting some time into a, 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 a shared meal. Putting some time into an already busy holiday schedule. Well, and you don't have to busy it up. Did <laughs> well, you, you what, don't have to busy it up. Listen, I saw your Black Friday schedule. It was a bit much, all right? It involved picking me up and bringing me cool places with your mom. Yeah, it was really busy. <laughs> it was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, but anyway, are you excited for Christmas? Can I you am. believe it's December 2nd? What time is it when they hear this? The 4th? Can you believe it's the 4th? I can't believe it's December 4th. <laughs> um, no, really uh, sneaking up on us. You know what's funny is the sort of platitudinal talk and when you bring up the weather or the date. I kind of love it. And people always hate it, but I, I, it's kind of a comfort for me. Oh, I want you to know. Did you notice that I hated it? Just as my eyes roll back inside my head. Yeah, but, you, it's like... but the problem is you make that uh, sort of face a lot when I'm talking. So I don't know which one's which. Because <laughs> you tell know? me that you enjoy doing this with me. You right. tell me that I'm a friend of yours whose company you like to be like. But it's mostly eye rolls. I just see eye rolls. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, that's how she gives approval. Is her eye roll. It's true. Well, anyway. Mm. Are you, are you, what are you, testing things this on air? This is my first kombucha of oh, the new type. what is it, what's it called? I don't, it, it was called like, you, energy, try energy, trilogy. It was That's weird it was to called. see, like, the fact that you liked it actually kind of be, like, go away there. You're like, oh, oh. Yeah, there was actually a little flavor at the end I didn't You love. hate flavors at the end. <laughs> this is something I've learned about you. Anything yeah. at the end, you're like, huh, got ruined I, at the end. They didn't have the ginger one. Right? Yeah, like, no, ginger aid. It's your favorite. We it's all know my it. favorite. Yeah. Everyone knows it. Yeah, you're on the billboards for it. It's just you with a big old smile. Hey! I love it. Yep. And then they're like, could you promote any of our others? And I'm like, get nope. the fuck away That's from it. me. Me and my turtleneck promoting this one type. That's it. Yeah. I just pictured you with a turtleneck mm. on that billboard, didn't you? I didn't think of it at first, but you're right. Maybe a nice uh, a nice scarf as well. Mm-hmm. Both. Yes. You're, you're, Wouldn't you're, want the neck to get cold. You're traipsing through the leaves as you're drinking your nice gingerade. <laughs> And you give a thumbs up and a nice little wink to the yeah, camera. Yeah, it's weird because it's a billboard, so it can't move. But <laughs> you can project that there, there's movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't though. Well, no. If someone's if there's leaves in the air and you kind of have like your, your leg up, do you think? And you're like da. Do you think and you're like da? <laughs> you know. You're right. Do you think Perry Gilpin's ever been on a billboard? Oh, absolutely. I think she's been on like like maybe a thousand. Billboards. I actually think. Don't you think a billboard for our show would be the coolest thing ever? <laughs> Because first of all, that picture of her is great. We all know it. it Your great. design, and I mean, wow. you did a great job. Wow, and I, you hate this right now, but I love it. I think it's great. I think it pops. It's also like a weird color too. Like it yeah, shouldn't yeah. work. Yeah. Like it, it actually it's like a nice purple. I like. It's but... questionable. Like it's probably not good, but it's great. <laughs> Thanks so much for all that support, Ken. Really appreciate it. No, no, seriously though. But yeah, yeah. So we have a. It'd be a billboard with Perry Gilpin listening to a phone and the phone's really big like she zooms mm, it yeah, in yeah. and her headphones are connected wait you're saying there's no movement that we get zooms now like where, no, where are no. your you, depth perception ken oh we got a depth so, perception one she's like her, no, her I, she has like a, a 30 foot arm coming out of the it's a still photo you know what i'm saying yeah, she's yeah. holding it up so that we can see it big i'm just saying big, it goes both ways and then she's in the background meet me in the middle when i'm talking about <laughs> leaves moving around all right and i'll meet you in the middle as far as depth perception or whatever i mean come on anyway <laughs> 
Uh, Speaking of that wonderful lady, Perry Gilpin. Gilpin. Four degrees. So we watched something and we had very, very different opinions about it. Yeah. Well, I watched it alone. Okay. Well, well, I'm just, you know, explaining. And then I I came uh, to your apartment to use your microwave. Yeah. And um... (laughs) he just doesn't want the, uh, all the rays to get him. the x-rays to come honestly it's the first place. time i've needed to use one in two years no, I so know, really i was like oh this up. is a good reason to not buy one but <laughs> um yeah so i used that and you were watching it and i said oh yeah. and then i looked at your face and i was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no no <laughs> yeah so um it's by the cohen brothers it's a netflix thing shocker um and it's a series of vignettes um that pretty much each of them are like kind of their own separate story. Right. Yeah. Want me to read off the titles? Ugh. I have them here. Wow, okay. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is also the name of the, the name movie. Of the then we have Near Algodones. Then we have Meal Ticket, mm-hmm. your fave. <laughs> then we have All Gold Canyon, probably your actual Actually, fave. Actually, my actual favorite, yeah. The Gal Who Rattled, one that uh, uh, really stuck with me. Didn't have a positive opinion about it. <laughs> the Mortal Remains, the last one, which I you, remember that. I believe oh. the word would be abhorred. <laughs> would abhorred be the word? Yeah, I was hoping. Uh, so, okay, so it's it's five stories, six stories? Six stories, yeah. Six stories, all have completely different actors, completely different, but all well, set in the Wild West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of, of about, you know, what are we talking, 1870s, 1880s, guessing, you know, yeah. post-Civil War, but pre-turn of the century. Yeah. It was supposed to be a Netflix um, series. So uh, each one of those would have been an episode? Yeah, that when they started it, they kind of realized, like, they didn't like that. So <laughs> They kind of realized uh, they couldn't make a Black Mirror version of this that anyone would enjoy. I don't know if the Coen brothers... <laughs> have ever seen would, Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, would care to try and, com- like, do a Black no, Mirror No, no, I just mean more, like, every episode. We're talking about the story. Coen brothers here. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, so I, I I came in about halfway right after the uh, the meal ticket episode, which is a tough one, and it's a tough one not only in the fact that it's very bleak and um, very disturbing, uh, it's also very slow and and really tests your patience. And I think it does it in a uh, I think they do that on purpose. I don't know if that's great. One but, way I'd say, if you're trying to test someone's patience, do it towards the end of your fucking movie. <laughs> well, I would think that they did test your patience at the end of the movie. So there you go. They tested my patience at like every once step a time. of the every yeah. step of the way. There was not one time where I was like, "Oh, none of my patience is tested." So it's funny that you bring this up because, uh, well, you find that we're talking about this film because um, recently, because this film was coming out, um, people started ranking the Coen Brothers movies because mm-hmm. people list every uh, list everything now. Um, and they have a bunch of movies and it's fun to rank them. But one of the jokes I saw online, um, from women online mm-hmm. on Twitter was sort of making fun of men who rank the Coen Brothers movies, yeah, fair. ignoring the fact that a lot of women were ranking the Coen Brothers as well. Yeah. But I found it funny because I was like, oh wait, are the Coen Brothers like sort of a sort of Wes Anderson or even like Quentin Tarantino on the other end sort of signal of 
uh, a know-it-all mansplainer when it comes to cinema? Like, yeah. is that what we're dealing with? And it's weird because I think the Coen brothers have more allies across the board, gender-wise, well, but... but and it, also, compared to Quentin Tarantino, doesn't take much to have more Well, allies. absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but I do think it is an indication. I do think that some of the people that love the Coen brothers are obnoxious. Yeah. Um, and they and they kind of talk down to other people. And I had well, no, a... I think it's just anything... you well, got to be careful pairs of brothers. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? Pairs of brothers. I'm just saying, why are we not seeing that many um, brother sister teams out there? Well, I mean, we had that. I know there are them, but yeah. I'm just saying, no there, one's ever there saying. There actually are them. Yeah. <laughs> no one's saying the Cohen siblings. You know what I mean? That's your problem. Okay. All right. I mean, that's fair. Uh. <laughs> the Cohen siblings. <laughs> <laughs> no, my real problem is I actually really I like the Cohen brothers back when I felt they maybe used the Cohen brothers of your youth of my youth, but also when maybe they had to people please like more. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like there's something I enjoy about a people pleasing director. Okay, there's a couple things. One, I just wanted to finish the point about the Twitter jokes about men listing Cohen brothers yeah, because. Yeah. I now had a, you want to list I, No, I had a couple <laughs> thoughts of that. When I saw that, I immediately was like, what the fuck? Like, why are they getting on their case about like people listing the Coen brothers? And then I realized that's what make the, made the joke potent, is that someone like me would actually get Be defensive like, about oh, that. It's important to list Coen brothers it's, movies. No, not that it's important, but I thought it was like, sometimes yeah. you see these jokes and you're like, I'll be like, have we taken this what? a step too far? I'm like, you really? no, and it's not like you can't make that joke, but it's like, it's not that funny. All right. Or, like, you know, right. calm down. And then I'm like, why am I getting angry about this? Yeah. It's funny that like they're going after the Coen brothers if I'm getting angry about it. It is. Yeah. Um, but I, I, a couple things where I disagree with you on this. Okay, First of all, brothers is fine. Siblings is whatever. <laughs> but second of all, I think this movie um, was uh, as fun and not more depressing than a brother were at though. Like, I would argue no that. No way. Yeah, I would. A, way better music in Oh Brother Art, though. I actually disagree. Insane <laughs> that you would say that. Uh, this also, is the best musical of the year. It. What part of Oh does Brother it, Art, though, is depressing? I, I mean, it's very depressing in its core, but it's generally, like, it's all done with jest. I don't know. Maybe it's the you know mocking of the uh, the Ku Klux Klan and its uh, influence on society at the time, and how like we could like jump around and do a jig around it, and everything was fine. Like, come on, like no, it's, you're a right. little, it's, really it's a little, it's a but that's what they do. They kind of like put you in that position, and people don't like that sometimes. I just really loved when they um, put water in that whole town. What? Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's what you like. <laughs> I like. I think that's if, like... that, if that's what you like, I have one thing to say to you. Go to sleep, my little babe. <laughs> That's, um, or I went down to the river to pray. That would be what I would sing. I went down a yeah. no. Wow, the music in that's so good. so good. Oh my God. <laughs> Still saying. not as good as Ballad Buster Scruggs. Here's why. Um, the guy that did the score, the composer, who's done all their movies, he really knocked it out of the park, I thought. No, he obviously... He obviously didn't? Did it. <laughs> all right, let's go, through the, let's go through the stories real quick, right? So the first one is the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and that is... Featuring Tim Blake Nelson as a uh, white hat, white um, garbed psychopath who's the, the Olivia best... Pope of. He's uh... the... <laughs> I 
I don't even know what that means. Like, you I know, know like, that character, scandal, but I, I can't, Olivia Pope. She I wears can't imagine white, that makes sense. Thing, she's like, I'm white hat. And then she's always wearing like these beautiful white suits. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. So they, they, they've dressed him up in like a full white cowboy mm-hmm. attire. And he ends up being like a singing sort of like happy-go-lucky murderer sociopath yeah. that just goes around murdering everyone at the slightest like infringement of his like respect or whatever mm-hmm. right and he's singing the whole time i found this one to be delightful your thoughts i thought it was fine that one when i was like uh, like uh, like pr- probably totally neutral would be my opinions on that okay. i was like i wouldn't call it good but like i'll tolerate it yeah um so then the second one's sort of the, if there is a throwaway one, the second one's um, uh, the shorter one. And it's, is it a throwaway if there's Pan Man? Pan Man's great. We all know Pan Man. <laughs> I was just trying to, I was trying to, you know, make you a little happy by saying no, this. No, that, uh, that one is probably another neutral. It's a pretty good one. That's one, who's it with, who's your, your boy's in that, right? Uh, I can't remember James Franco. You love him. <laughs> I've never said anything positive about James Franco. I think we Franco have multiple episodes where you're like, you wanted to call it James Franco's my number one. Like, we, I keep having to fight this. <laughs> oh, God, I... Really, he's done some things. No, but question. He uh, and then he tries to rob a bank. Um, the bank teller, played by Stephen Root, ends up being. Uh, I love getting, Root. getting the uh, the pan. Know, he got the pan. <laughs> no, he gets, he gets the the jump on him with yeah, you know, with a, bu- with a bunch of pants. <laughs> Imagine running at someone wearing pants as they're shooting at you. I don't know if I can do that. I really just don't know. I think it. Want to know what it's the biggest testament to? How much better uh, vintage. Uh, cookware was <laughs> that was that that's great yeah it's just like wow man they really used to make it better when you were watching you're like note to self we need to go to some more like um you know like a state I need to get my like rustic like, i need to go out west and i need like 1800s uh cookware i bet it's so heavy that man was so strong now oh, that yeah. I'm thinking about it. that's why he was running slow it seemed like he was running in place for a bit no he actually seemed pretty fast so the third one's meal ticket uh liam neeson's in that one we won't go further into it, except that the guy that plays the meal ticket in it... Did it person- feel like the gray for you for a minute? When <laughs> I was watching it, I was like, this is the gray. There's no wolves, but there was much more sadness in this than the gray. Like it was, I don't know. Yeah, it was okay. like about, Or as equal in sadness as the gray, which, yeah. as we all agreed when we discussed it at the time, the gray... Very supposedly cool. a blockbuster you know <laughs> trying to make money off of like the you know, taken love of wolves people love of taken and like liam neeson and then they made this movie that's pretty bleak pretty bleak but yeah. also i would say well, like i didn't love it but it didn't it was not so not a blockbuster that i was like this actually feels like it could be like a good movie yeah. that's like prestigious you heard it first. Best movie of this of this of this <laughs> of the decade. decade? Is it even Jesus decade Christ. or the last decade? How old no, is it? No, it's definitely this decade. Oh, okay. Wait. No, this decade. The guy that plays the mail ticket in this, uh, he he um they basically travel from town to town and he recites like um you know famous poems and all that mm-hmm. stuff. He uh Abe he, Lincoln speeches. He's he's Dudley in Harry Potter. Mm, he's the that. bumbling Dudley. Huh. Also in this Not he... Dudley. I messed the name up. I don't know. He's like the the dorky one that they all make fun of. But in the end, no he becomes. Way. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're not yeah. like the biggest Potter person. I'm, I'm barely a Potter person. You're, but yeah, you yeah. are a Potter person to a little bit though, <laughs> a little bit of a degree. In that I too believe in witches, but different type. Every now and then, I come Less in mystical. your apartment. I'm like Potter pe- Potter peeps in the house, <laughs> and you say Potter peeps here. I don't know. Anyway, um, let's move on. Meal ticket brutal. Um. Yeah, and so he has. Um, no arms and no legs. Right. And Liam Neeson like 
brings him around to all these shows and feeds them and has to take care of them and they really don't have they and it, shows it, them and shows him so little yeah he basically respect. he basically just yeah and then carries not, around places and doesn't even talk with you're him. wondering at the beginning of it like oh are they friends brothers uncle nephew or like some sort yeah. of you know history and you realize like nope it's a business transaction and this man is the meal ticket that brings in the money for the both of them to continue eating and moving on, trying to make money. And then money. sometimes you're going to see prostitutes. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fucking bleak, man. Very... That sucked. And then, want to know what's the worst part? He drops him in a goddamn Whoa, river. we don't know that. <laughs> we know that exactly. <laughs> we don't know that. He drops a rock. <laughs> he looks at him. And then he starts walking you towards know, him. I don't know if you're supposed to tell that. That's like... You know what? We've already spoiled the first two. No, we haven't. Pan Man. And we haven't. We've just said something. Well, we didn't say what happened at the end. It's fine. Um, so then the one after that is Tom Waits one, which is the one. I, that's where I came in, and you were like, "This might be the one that I like." All right, because it's Tom Waits, isn't it? But that's uh, also only one with a medium happy ending. Yeah, medium happy. Yeah. Uh, and love Tom Waits, and I love uh, uh, fishing expeditions. <laughs> he was very delightful talking to himself. He was talking to Mr. Pocket. Mr. Pocket's uh, great. That, I love the joke of Mr. Pocket. Did you? So my brother was telling me that was a story. Yes, it's a Jack London. Jack London. Y- yeah. yeah, that story and the next one, arguably the two best stories, are based on other. Um, it's as if you need a real writer to make a plot. A real writer, yeah. The Coen brothers, not right, not real writers. Only one Oscars for it. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe if they had one more sibling, maybe if she was a woman, they could be real writers. They actually, it's Rebecca Cohen, and they don't talk to her. We're not to discuss her at all. Oh. <laughs> they don't give her any of their money or any mm-hmm. of like they're just like they've. That she's actually just like they've like they've hired lawyers to destroy her. It's really yeah you're right it's brutal no um that one's I think that that one's a a really I mean it's it's really the sweet one with Tom Wayne. it's sweet it's a sweet one but it's also like it's There's got its drama. moments yeah 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 and it's it's beautifully shot the actually next now one, that I, I didn't realize those were both Jack London stories I will say those well, are know, both ones with plot lines. I don't know if the other one's Jack London as well it's just I was just saying it's based on a, a story like that oh. yeah um well I feel like I deceived but honestly I I think that the point is is that the 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 vignettes or the 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 Parts before that, and the one after, um, the Tom Waits uh, All Gold Valley or whatever, and mm-hmm. the girl, the gal who rattled, Wizard are supposed to actually bookend those two. Sto- those are supposed to be the main two stories, and they're and they're basically bring them together. Yeah, with the why other. didn't they put them at the front and the end? Well, I think that the way they did it is actually perfect uh, from my point of view. I feel like you're supposed to put the like. You want people to read your book. You don't start with your worst uh, sentence. I don't know. I don't think Ballard Buster Scruggs is the worst sentence. You don't. You don't start. You don't. I mean, you don't start with your best sentence. You build up. It's like high fidelity. You know, you start off with a killer, but then you bring it back a little bit. Then you bring it up. That's what they did. Okay, Jack Black. <laughs> it's actually John Cusack that says uh, it. So. Okay, John Cusack. <laughs> well, I don't like that either. <laughs> Why can't I be that third guy? Yeah, I don't know. Who ends up with Sarah Gilbert? Oh, your fave. I do love her. Um, then, so the gal who rattled was the next one, and that's with uh, Zoe Kazan, and um, that's my favorite one. I think it's uh, that's the one that stuck with me. The very most. well done, um, beautiful love story. Yeah, one one else is probably a beautiful love story. Anything on the Hallmark Channel, like go check that out. Like they have a whole series about pioneer shit. If you actually want to enjoy yourself, go watch that. Honestly, when calls you, did, the heart. you didn't find. Their relationship and how it evolved and all the little like 
two steps they were doing, trying to figure each other out. No, I love that. I it was very. And some sweet. of the things they were saying were very. It was very like beautiful and very like it was. Oh no no, no. I I re- like. That story was very close to me enjoying it. Like when he... And it was art... It was... I will say, like, I can tell that that was a actual short story mm. because those... Those had narrative that was like, here is the narrative. It had art. The rifle they all, on the They all thing. have narratives, but the, the, the other ones this don't one have arc. arc. Yes. Okay. Like, they really don't have arc. I mean, I, I guess you could argue... Actually, the first one does have arc, but it's sort of... I mean... It felt like kind of a straight line. You Well, you set him up pretty early as the number one gunner and then you kind of see what happens from that and i don't know you're right the the, the full arcs are in uh, i would say the those two and the and the, yeah. the best one is probably the gal who rattled if you're looking for if you're looking for like a full story arc yeah. but i would say um those two performances um zoe kazan and the guy's name is bill heck yeah um don't know him either but he was i mean they were really great and there's a part point where he says maybe we could find comfort together or something like that That's is that really what he says sweet. Oh, yeah. so good. No, it's really sweet, but guess what? <laughs> don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes Kendra? up. Kendra? I'd say. I'm not going to say That's anything more. It. I'm just going to say, don't get your hopes up. And then finally. And then watch When Calls the Heart or something. <laughs> I don't even watch that show, but I just know that it would make me happy. You can't possibly get as much out of that, though. Yeah, well, there's six seasons of that, so <laughs> you definitely can. <laughs> and then the final one is called The Mortal Remains, and they're basically on a. or in a. Oh, God. Or on a. Um, like a carriage, right? And we're with five people that are sort of strangers. Um, we found out that two of them aren't strangers to each other. They're both bounty hunters. They're partners. And the other three... Well, that's quite uh, a spoiler. Well, maybe a little bit. Um, and then the other three are a, a trapper, a well-to-do lady um, heading back to her husband, and a Frenchman who just has a lot of negative things to say. Um, Kendra hated this. I hated it. I really loved this one, and watching it with Kendra was very difficult for me because I was like, "Oh, I love their back and forth." Especially the trapper who is played. The trapper was great. The trapper's so funny, and he was played by a guy who was uh, in that movie Major League. Yeah, the guy who played Harris, who played who's like the big jerk from Major League, and I was like, "Is that Harris?" Can I tell you what makes no sense? That seating arrangement. Yeah, well, you would let that woman sit in just a twofer. it, ma- just... it makes you think that the bounty hunters were like there first and were like, you guys are squeezing over there because we are the ones with guns and we are the ones in control. But they didn't seem, they were all very like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, but that, I think that's part of the yeah the grimness of it. They both sang a song, one sang at the beginning of the part, one sang the at the end. The last time was beautiful. It was beautiful, right? Um, Brendan Gleeson, everyone. Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> um, best friends with Liam Neeson. He's, yeah, him and Gleeson and they Neeson. They high five all they're, the they're time. Starting a, there's a new um, cop show coming out, Gleeson and Neeson. <laughs> It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, they also have the wolf from the gray. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, <laughs> a lot, like the whole movie and the final section, The Mortal Remains, is an allegory for um, the inevitability of uh, death and uh, the human struggle with it. Uh, the final, um, the final part, The Mortal Remains, is a, uh, about as obvious as you can get when you're doing some sort of metaphorical piece of cinema. Uh, I still loved it. Uh, Kendra uh, was very outspoken and uh, would constantly say throughout the very short section, um, oh my God, I want to die. When will this be done? At one point she said, you know what would be great to put on raid after this so we can like forget about this? Anything else. Did I say <laughs> Which that? Which was pretty funny. <laughs> and that's when I was like, just watch. Just watch. No, um... Sometimes I don't realize I'm talking. I'm just, uh, just, I was so angry that just words started coming out of my mouth. Um, 
it was, uh, I think sometimes, I think maybe what the point is, is like, I don't actually want to hear a monologue, let alone, like, I was okay when a couple of them were talking, but like all of them just made me want to jump out of that carriage. I was like, there's no way. It was like commuting in the worst possible scenario. You know what I mean? And I didn't even think the turn at the end was that crazy. Yeah. And I just was like, I think you saw everyone coming, spoke too right? much. And like, honestly, there's an element that one of my least favorite things is like a tryhardness. It felt extremely tryhard to me. I, I would, and like I would not, disagree with that. 100%. Honestly, I really would cuz I don't think they were trying. Like I think if you had a, if you had an argument against it, you'd be like try a little harder, put a little more into it to make it less obvious what you're doing. But again, I think that's what they were going for. I so about the Coen brothers, right? I think that it's hard to attack them because they have defenders from everywhere. Like everyone seems to respect them. It really is like I, And I'm no, not against oh, them. Oh, I know no no, I'm just saying in general, right? But, but there I, are people I am building a I'm bringing, with I'm bringing up I'm bringing up a hero of ours. So I was setting that up. Wesley Morris, not a Comrades fan. And mm-hmm. his problem with them is that he thinks that they hate their characters and they hate and they have a sort of misanthropic view of the world mm-hmm. and he doesn't get he doesn't he doesn't find any heart in their movies. I tend to find that. Like, I tend to feel that in their movies. And so I think you have to feel that to, like, really care. Mm -hmm. But for him, he sees, when he watches the movie, he sees them kind of, like, sneering and being like, aren't we fun? You know? And if, like, what an awful experience it must be to if watch a movie and kind of feel like that's what what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I don't feel that way. And that, but I've watched movies where I can tell that that's what like the writer and director yeah, are like, yeah. aren't we clever? And you're like, oh, get the fuck over yourselves. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the Coen brothers are in a place where like they're beyond that. But I'm saying I, I will allow if you watch this movie, you might be like, oh, I, 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 fuck all of this. Like I don't I don't buy it. And it, it, it was long and I didn't like, get my hooks in. Do you think their paycheck altered at all considering they didn't do this as TV shows? They just did it as one movie? Uh, no, Netflix has so much money, and honestly, they were the Netflix is like they're trying to get real directors in. They got a Scorsese movie coming up. They yeah, got yeah. a bunch they of they got movies. Outlaw King. Outlaw King. Oh wow, that was a, yeah. That that didn't do what they wanted to do. Even well, though I'll still watch it. I mean, they they were like, we're gonna see Chris's Pine, but we're not. It's not gonna be a good movie. <laughs> oh my god, that was new news to me um, when you told me, and I was shocked. How, how did you know? How do I hear this and you don't hear it? I. Ken, want to know why? I don't have a freaking news alert for Chris Pine's dick. <laughs> well, no, it's not just his dick. It's all dicks. I'm always trying to find out where the dicks are. <laughs> he actually has it for all the major the major four Chris's. Go- Google alert. Word. Chris's dicks. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a very busy day sorting through that. So, let's end this by saying, you said you do like uh, Coen Brothers movies, right? You Well, you, no, I guess I don't. You like Coen Brothers out there, though. Yeah, yeah. I think that they're all just generally too violent and... A little bit like. No, so you are, but you just said you didn't find them. To, so you do, you don't like their movies, and you. I guess not because what's that other one that I think I've seen? <laughs> oh, that one. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's one of their Is better it ones. True Grit. True Grit, yeah, that's a remake of an old western and a. It's a novel too. But yeah. yeah. Clinton Portis? Yeah, I didn't love Clinton that. Clinton Portis is a running back from the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> George Portis? I'm going to make up names. Got yeah, some yeah, guy yeah, named yeah, something yeah. Portis. Um, a porpoise, yes. True Grit was awesome. Yeah, man. Very violent. Oh my God, you got Matty D in that. Mayday. Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> you do. You got Haley Steinfeld, your fave. 
Yeah. Edge of 17. I know. That's what I like her from. She was also in Pitch Perfect. No. Is she in the later ones? I can't remember anymore. She just did some singing ones. Yeah. Well, um, I was talking with friends that they were like, I, we'd never seen Coen Brothers movies. Should we watch Pellet of Buster Scruggs? And I was like, whoa. I don't think that they I don't should. think so. I think everyone should start with Oh Brother, Where Art Thou. Fantastic soundtrack. Just a, and doesn't take itself too seriously. And I guess maybe that's what it also was. Is like those first they they were j- funny, but like we must have very different senses of humor. You don't you don't really like dark humor. You've made that clear you over don't the years. Know that. No, I've I've known you long enough. I know. No, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe not. Um, well, because- I was I used to make a joke with a friend though because I, I had a friend named Dallas. Mm-hmm. He exists, I swear. Cowboys, yeah. <laughs> no, he's from Jersey. Um, but he was a Cowboys fan because his name was Dallas. <laughs> but he um, he used to say, oh, brother, we're out there. It was the best Coen Brothers movie and maybe the best movie ever made. Whoa. And my joke back to him, although it was kind of serious, was it's not even one of their top ten movies. And then I would list out all their movies that are better in a very obnoxious way. Wow, you're so... Why was that a joke? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. That's You have the Coen Brothers uh, version of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let me lay a joke on you. Not even the top ten. And then I laugh and everyone looks at me like... And then you start singing and flying or something. Oh, I would love to sing and fly. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the greatest? Um, yeah, this, they have a, I, I like some other movies. We don't have to go into that, but I know you like um, you like the music of A Brother Out Thou. I do. you got Go to Sleep, My Little Babe. I don't know what the name a of that one is. A lot of Alison Krauss on that. So you got Big Rock Candy Mountain. Oh, yes. Big Rock Candy Mountain. It's such a great song. Big Rock Candy Mountain. Speaking of the Big Rock Candy Mountain, should what? we get to our connection to Perry Gilpin? Oh, why not? Oh my I'd god. Say, let's make haste. <laughs> okay, so we said Tom Waits because that was my favorite of those things. And also Tom Waits, he delivers in every capacity of his life. Someone said he out Tom Hanks in Castaway with this performance. Oh, that's true. <laughs> By himself talking to himself. It's hard to do. He did it. He did a great job. Also, Mr. Pocket, way better than that Wilson. I, I do think, I agree. I do think it's easier to play crazy and do that, though, which is what he was doing. But still, he was very good in it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he was in the movie Candy Mountain from 1987. I guess the story of the guy who wrote the Candy Mountain song. Oh, wow. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's what it is. I thought you were going to. Have more info. Oh, with um, Laurie Metcalf. I've actually never heard of this movie. Kendra. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I kind of haven't either. I know uh, you expect more of me, but um, but yeah, and then with Laurie Metcalf, and Laurie Metcalf was in um, an episode of Frasier with Perry, caught in the act. Yeah, it's called. It was uh, season freaking eleven. They're amazing. <laughs> wow, Frasier, man, never ends. Killer. Yeah, um, Perry. And we love Laurie Metcalf. Perry Gilpin, Laurie Metcalf together. Yeah. We what a one-two punch! Let's go watch the clips. Oh my god, we 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 need to watch that yeah, movie. Yeah. The one we keep talking. Flock of dudes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's watch. Ugh, Kendra. Yeah. Where, where you been? I don't know. <laughs> um. Okay. Well. Uh. Fun little fact. Um, we record this podcast with Anchor, mm-hmm. which means that you could submit an audio message. You could also. Kind of like... S- submit an audio message, like, please. We want to hear, we hear your voices. 
We want you to like be mean to us or something via audio message. Oh, if you sing it though, if you're and mean, honestly, be, if you're mean, sing to us. If you're being nice, you can do either way. But if you're, I want you to sing how awful we are. That's what I want to well, hear. But you can ask us questions. Uh, the other thing is, I guess you could just text one of us a uh, audio message. Now that I think about it, and we could text it on the show. us. Like, does it get yeah, through? Like, you know, an audio thing. I think I could figure that out. To our like actual phones though. Well, yeah, I mean, just to our to the people who we know. Oh, the people we know. Well, what about, like, we have lots well, of listeners that we don't know. It's not just, like, friends that listen to this. <laughs> I'm saying the anchor uh, option for those who don't have our phone number. Uh, and also, you have the ability to be a listener supporter. We currently have one very kind listener supporter. Um, and we really appreciate them. And then, finally, if you can subscribe. Um, also, can we tell everyone the schedule for what we're going to be doing next? Oh yeah. So Let's our do next that. episode, we're going to be talking about the the princess switch. Yep. And I would like to say, I would like us to talk about possibly that other one, the holiday calendar. Oh sure. Can we talk about actual Christmas movies too, or do we have to <laughs> no, keep it's it pretty much ends well, there? Well, I'm probably going to bring up. <laughs> and then John Carpenter has a Christmas movie. I want to talk about it. I'm just kidding. Sorry, Tom Cruise is in it. Let's go. Does he? No. Oh, that would be insane. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then the next uh, two episodes that are Christmas and New Year's, it's Christmas Day and New Year's Day, uh, we're going to be doing two part, a two-part year finale mm-hmm. where we go and talk about our favorites of the year. You can listen to it on Christmas or you can wait a week. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll just be there, be for, there you for you when you, when right you get the, a chance. Right under the Christmas tree. Oh yeah, right, right under there. Yeah. Uh, it's not wrapped. Uh, we don't have no, the technology. And actually, if you go under your Christmas tree and there's not a computer or your phone there, you won't find it. Yeah, you need to go to your it. phone or your computer. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so that's our agenda. So if you want to watch The Princess Switch, <laughs> we've watched it and would... Highly recommend. If you are, if you're wondering if the princess switch scratch our princess itch, you'll have to wait until next week. Also, just so you know, in my top movies of the year, you will be seeing a one Coen Brothers movie in that list. Oh no! <laughs> okay, um, and then follow us at Degrees of Perry and leave us a, a, a rating if you don't mind. Yeah. Uh, technically, a review is far more valuable. Yeah. Review. Review us. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.